There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Balls and Strikes podcast is brought to you by Elkhorn Training Camp. Let's have some fun and play ball. Here's your host, Tom Oldham. All right, welcome back to the Balls and Strikes podcast. Today, we are going to be talking pitching at the youth level, probably because we like to talk about pitching. We're probably going to talk about uh, at the high school, college level as well. Um, But I am joined once again by Coach Alex Hale and Coach John Oltman. Guys, thanks for joining today. You bet. Thanks for having us. So one of the things that I want to um, really start to get into is, you know, we're – we're approaching where teams are really starting to get together for practices and um, getting ready for, for next season. So let's start at the youth level. Let's say it's, you know, the, the first, you know, first five practices with your team in the winter after the new year, where should pitchers be at in terms of throwing and pitching? specifically youth level have they not have they like they haven't thrown at all like they're just starting yeah let's let's say that they're well let's do it in different categories because we know that there are different categories right let's say the guy who um has not thrown a baseball yet but it's your, it's your first team practice and i would say that's the small majority or the small minority um r- right now in today's game yeah so i i think one thing coaches have to be aware of is like throws or throws so whether you're throwing on a mound let's say you haven't thrown at all and let's say you're throwing on a mound or you're taking balls at shortstop and you're throwing across the diamond um, those are still those should still count in my opinion especially at the youth level young really at any level and so just being aware of that you know maybe your first five practices you have guys that haven't thrown much they probably don't need to get off a mound yet you know they'll on ramp they'll get plenty of on ramp just by warming up and playing catch, feeling their ground balls, throwing across the infield, throwing from the outfield, and that sort of thing. So it and it probably would take a couple of weeks before they need to get to a mound. You know, base, maybe you could do like some real basic flat ground stuff where you have some kids that are unfamiliar with pitching and you're trying to teach them like the basics of the windup or the stretch. You don't have to do that on the mound. You can do that in a flat ground with partner in a partner catch type situation. Um, so I think you just have to be really aware of how much they've thrown coming in and then building up to that mound work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's say that they have been training. Let's say they've been training, you know, three to four months before the start of the new year. And now they're joining the team. What are you, how are you getting them ready for the season? Let's say the opening day is April 1st. Yeah. I still like to build slowly. So let's say they've been thrown off a mound, you know, once a week with their personal instructor. Let's say they've been coming to me or Alex or you, and then now they're starting team practices. Okay. A, I have to ask myself, are they still going to that pitching instructor? Because a lot of times guys will continue to throw with their guy with their other guy. And I think yep. youth coaches have to respect if they're gonna do that, that's fine. But then I need to tailor the amount of throwing that I do, you know, to make sure that I'm not overthrowing them. So, you know, 
maybe through the month of January, I'm still not having them get off a mound, knowing that they're going to get their pitching work in when they go to DV or ETC. Mm-hmm. And maybe even February, because if the game doesn't start till April 1st, I mean, we still have, you know, you still have all of March to get them ready. So maybe, you know, middle of February now, we're starting to add in some additional pitching work on the side to add some volume. You know, maybe if we're throwing some live ABs, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when is there when is their other throwing session? So maybe they're throwing on Monday. Okay, Thursday or Friday, we can get some extra mound work in. You know, and I'm just started slowly adding in volume. So maybe I'm starting with a short box where the catcher's a little closer. And then, you know, over the span of a couple of weeks now, I'm throwing a second full bullpen. You know, and I'm just trying to slowly build their volumes. So that way their workload tolerance is high enough to meet the demands of the season. You know, and even at, at April 1st, you still got to think about, okay, how many pitches do they really need to be throwing by April 1st? Because... The season's right. going to go on until the 4th of July or however however long it goes, you know. So maybe my goal is to just get them to the ability to throw 45 pitches on April 1st, you know. So then you kind of got to work backwards from there. You know, I want them to be at, you know, maybe I think a good rule is maybe add 10% every week, you know. And so if I'm at, if I want them at 45 pitches on April 1st, the week before that, maybe they're at, you know, 35 and then the week before that they're at 30 so you can kind of start to build out an idea of about how much they should be at they don't need to go throw 60 pitch bullpens you know in january it just doesn't make sense you know especially with all the other things who knows maybe they're playing basketball maybe they're going to a football guy you know maybe they're a quarterback on the football team and they're doing some some throwing with this guy i mean throws are throws and workload is workload so you got to just really be aware of all of those things when you're kind of developing a plan and i would always like to err on the side of caution and just take it easy You'll be fine. You know, you want to be at your best at the end of the season. You know, you don't need to be at your best April 1st. So those are just some considerations I like to make. Yeah, exactly. And so, Alex, I'm going to jump over to you for the high school pitcher. Getting ready for – so tryouts in Nebraska are going to be that last week in February. Mm-hmm. I believe it starts the 28th. Yep. Um, so how do you – how do you – Get ready as a pitcher. Where should you be at on February 28th? I think part of it depends on your situation. Are you trying to make the team or are you trying to be, are you going to be their number one guy? Um, If you are, if you're, if you're a guy who's playing at the next level, you've probably been, you know, in the gym, you've been working out, you've been doing stuff like that. If you're a freshman who's been playing football and then you went straight into basketball and now you're trying to make the baseball team, um, you need to, Start one. You need to start throwing um, sooner than later because, like we've talked about, if you just try to crank it up, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, but you also want to let your body get used to it. So I think now is when you start to get your band work in. You start to play, play some catch, go through your mechanics, uh, really get your body ready to throw because that's going to be the big adjustment for high school guys. Is they've been if they have been lifting and training for the season, they got to get back in baseball shape. Well, baseball shape's not the same as throw as, ba- as lifting shape. And so you've been in the weight room, you get tight. You got to get, you got to loosen back up as you go to throw. And so you're going to start off not throwing as hard as you did the year before. Another thing I remind guys of is you don't throw as hard as the hardest you threw last year, which is always like you, you don't remember the medium days. You don't remember when you were, right. you know, if you if you topped out at 87, 88, one time in your mind, you were almost 89. So you might've even th- said, yeah, I hit 89. Well, you don't throw 89, but in your, when you have been thinking about it these last six months or four months, you've thrown 89. So now you go out the first day and you hit 79 or 80 and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been lifting. I've been doing all this stuff. It's like, 
well, buddy, you were sitting 83 most of the time last year, and you've just been lifting the last three months, so you're still getting into baseball shape. You're still getting flexible. That's not something that should freak you out. Probably should turn off the radar going your first bullpen too. So let yourself get warmed up into the season. You'll see as you get through January into February, you want to you want to be throwing competitive pitches two to three weeks before you get into you know the tryout. So if you're going to try to make the team as a pitcher, you need to have hitters stand in, which as a high school kid can be nerve wracking because then you find out whether or not you know can guys hit me or not. So start with a hitter standing in. Start with you know you get onto the mound throw a couple times off a mound, then have a hitter stand in. Then after doing that a couple times, then maybe have a hitter swing. But I would really err on the side of caution as far as making sure you're getting command of all your pitches, making sure you're throwing for a couple weeks before you really get up onto a mound. You need to have a ton of throws under your belt, flat ground, before you even step on a mound. And you're going to be in better shape waiting to get on a mound than you will rushing it. And so getting into the season, starting sooner than later, with throwing, not with getting on a mound. Yeah, I think a, yep. a, a really good rule of thumb that I've heard before is the number of weeks you take off is the number of weeks you should use to get yourself ramped back up, mm-hmm. up until six weeks. So, like, if I've taken a couple months off, give yourself six solid weeks of work to get yourself up to max effort. If you've taken two weeks off, give yourself two weeks on the back end mm-hmm. to get yourself ramped back up to max effort. So, a really just – a helpful way to think about it is just to work backwards. Where do you want your pitchers to be on that first game? So let's say we want our guys to be able to throw 60 pitches the first game of the spring season. Okay, then work backwards to where you want them to be by tryouts, and then work backwards from there what you need them to be ready you know, up to that point, and then work backwards another six weeks to get them ramped up to the, to the mound. Mm-hmm. And so if you kind of start with the end in mind and then go from there, that really helps. It, everything kind of falls into place pretty quickly. Um, you just have to have like take the time and be organized to understand where they're starting in order to figure out you know what each player needs in order to be ready. Coaches, I hope this has helped you um, understand how to prepare your pitchers um, for uh, the spring, not only at the youth level but at the high school level. And and pitchers, if you're listening and you have some questions, do not hesitate to reach out um, to us. We would love to to talk to you more about this. Alex, John, thanks again, guys, for uh, for joining. Appreciate it. it. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, hope you will listen to the next episode of the Bullets and Strikes podcast. Have a great week. Media Production.